0: you
1: know so we're we're still on our it, it's almost like um being at the concert and you're the only one there waiting for all the guests to arrive yeah. and you're playing and you're like um I've done that once do we have the right venue <laughs> are we in the right
2: place <laughs>
1: yeah we're officially,
2: we're, officially yeah, we're we're on the podcast and there's no one here with us yes and
1: i i love so this is a a really great This is how it always goes, right? Uh, I don't know about you, but I look at some of the people that influence me and and inspire and motivate me, keep me going forward. And they've got the audience. And and it's not just an audience. It's a captive audience. And then uh, you think that that just happens, right? Totally. Try and not move the mic too much. Uh, And you think it just happens, but it doesn't happen. And it's an organic thing. And it's step one out of a thousand but it requires us to try it on and see what it's like and figure it out. And then people go, oh, oh, I see. So this isn't just a one, one trick pony thing. You, yeah. you guys are, are actually going live and you're doing it every Saturday at 1030. Plug, by the way. <laughs> that This is the thing that, that we, I, you said you wanted to do it for a while, Vern. Yeah. And, uh, and I've been resistant to it because I have it that we don't we don't have everything in place yet and that's the problem right that isn't that what we do yes oh you know i'll be ready when yeah you keep putting um, it off and that time never never comes yeah
2: and it's also what you're pointing to is so powerful man it's the it's the willingness to go through the oh we just did a live stream and nobody listened <laughs> and oh we just did 50 live streams and 10 people listened like yeah. whatever like yeah. it's just the willingness to go through and getting better and making the mistakes and air quote looking like an idiot like you just go and do it there's those who do that and then there's 99.9% of human beings who, who just don't yes right and then wonder why it never turned out well and the, the assumption in that is always that um, everybody
1: uh, has heard what you're up to but it, in, we're in a noisy arena Right? There's like 12, ba- no, 1,200 bands playing in the arena. <laughs> Seems legit. And, and, and you're oh. wondering why yours is empty.
2: Man. Oh. There's all kinds of flashing lights. There's a bunch of signs. Yeah, totally. Right? Plugging like, in a
1: thousand different directions.
2: Totally, yeah. man. Everybody looking for what they think they want versus really looking at what they actually want. Right? Or searching for what is it that I actually want? Because you might not know well right. and and so they're uh they're concert hopping mm. like hey is this <laughs> they're, it they're they're concert browsing they're concert browsing is this the this is the genre i'm looking for today it's like
1: the new window shopping
2: the new window shopping you know when i said i wanted to do this for a while i mean i'm totally down to do a live stream but what i was actually referring to mostly was when you said like let's just put it out like look, we don't have to do a bunch of you know, all the production, production all yeah. of the you know, it's great. It makes it look wicked, but to everybody's point here, we're all up to stuff, we're all doing things, we all have different skill sets and uh, and, and it and it and it hinders what's
0: possible, right? I look at it from a level of high value versus high quality. People think high quality means that you have to have $10,000 cameras and hundreds of lights and have this perfect set and all this really, but you're missing the point. The only reason why people are going to be here, it's not because we got fancy lights. We could be here talking about shit that's completely irrelevant to people and that's why they're not here and we have the highest production quality. But people still don't come and we're like why aren't they coming we have the ten thousand dollars worth of gear <laughs> yeah totally right so it it's the high value the content and i think that that's the biggest part of like what is going to gather people around our water cooler yeah yeah for sure
2: and and it's it, to, to build off that it's the same thing with you know you'll see a lot of like ads or people are putting stuff out there but it's all like it occurs to you as like mm, this is bullshit pitchy like pitchy or yeah i don't I think people whatever are being sold to yeah exactly and you're like ah, I'm not interested versus somebody just giving you a straight message and being like yo this is what I'm up to or this is who I am or whatever you're like oh wow I don't know why but I'm drawn to this person Yeah. Right, because it's straight especially I love to hear people tell their real stories like it's great to hear like the success but I want to know the real the shit the grit I want to know okay you're successful now you look great awesome what was life like for you 10 years ago Yeah. I want to know how you got here I want to know that journey and that's what we're up to here that's what we're actually sharing is like look we're, we're, we're. Most of us are fathers. We're all entrepreneurs. We're all living in today's world. That's exactly what David and I talked about when we first started this podcast. Is like, man, we need like a medium. We need to get. It's all here inside me. We need to get this out. And it's if,
0: when you and you <clears throat> encounter people along your journey, you're like I have things that could help you along the way, and it's, have, sometimes it's hard in that in those moments to we like have communicate those. joining us right now.
2: Welcome, mine. welcome my, my biggest hands. fan yeah <laughs> that's awesome i didn't know that people could like i, I don't know i'm, I'm a dummy I, I, I didn't know like you know you join you know or listen directly you know like to this me
3: is, this is just a classic blind spot
2: that's all this is oh this man is, you don't know what i feel like know. we're in a spaceship right now you know what's going to be really <laughs> cool is
0: when we when we get the integration with facebook and and, and twitter and people actually LinkedIn start commenting youtube linkedin and youtube yeah and when they start commenting they're asking questions it's like it takes the conversation conversation to a whole nother level because yeah. you have so many people contributing to it and, that, and that's where the value comes from is like being able to interact with people because there's a sense of like i don't feel like an expert but like that's because you know what you know somebody else who doesn't know what you know like for example that people join the room right yeah, when, yeah, they, yeah. When, you, when you don't know that information you need it so to you it's old hat but to them it's necessary right so having the space to have those conversations to be like oh i know a thing about that Right, Right? like you're the you're the financial guy, you're the spiritual guy. I'm the business guy. Uh, David's the branding guy. Like there's so much behind all of the things that we can contribute back to these people now, and having them there asking questions will elevate the podcast. To your point, though, it's like. We all talk to people all the time, and I and and
2: I get surprised on a regular basis that somebody doesn't know something that I know. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you know,
1: just assume the, the
0: world knows it. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. is uh,
1: that has been the assumption for me uh, uh, that I've carried on for most of my life. That h- how I look at the world and how I operate and what is easy is easy for others. Totally. And then always surprised by it. Not <laughs> not as surprised anymore because I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. And there's it's all inside of the belief and, and the understanding that what you bring to the table is significant and unique and not everybody has that perspective or that insight or that, that capacity, oh man, to be able to show people that that's what's possible for them.
2: Yeah, totally in, and, in whatever their thing is. Yeah,
1: yeah whatever that is. right
2: Not only can you learn
0: my thing, but you can actually take your thing to the next level well and take that even deeper realize that that's the value that you have intrinsically as a human being totally your experience my sister just experienced a, a breakup um and didn't realize because the guy that she was with really devalued her and she didn't realize the value that she showed up with and so she literally thought if she didn't wake up every morning and make him breakfast and do this and do this and do this that he was gonna leave her And she was living in fear of that Mm -hmm. rather than realizing I show up and I do this, this, and this, and I have value. And that's why you're here. Yeah. You know what I mean? On the flip side of it. So like all the little things that we think are just, this is just me. Like, like to David's point, I know this stuff somebody else doesn't know it, but why isn't it easy for that person? It's because that person just hasn't had the like the light turned on for that thing. And then hasn't realized that they actually are just, just as they are, valuable as a human being mm. so you devalue yourself and you um you take away or you strip those things away when you communicate with other people when you try and say something to somebody you're like well not that i know anything i i'm i'm an idiot but you know they am yeah. a dummy yeah yeah, totally. I yeah, think the narrative, the
2: stories that that's, you're telling yourself. That's a total. Uh, oh, I got a lot of stories and narratives that I tell myself, and there. That's why. That's why developing yourself is a mountain with no top, right? There's no arrival. It's I have this now. I kind of I have it as a joke, but I'll but I refer to that all the time. I'm Like oh, I'm a dummy, right? Like,
0: I don't it's actually. So yeah, I mean. don't
2: actually believe it. It's just a, a thing that I say, and it totally comes from my past, right? Yeah, but
0: do do you or don't you actually believe it? Have you, no, ever, I have you ever, like, examined that a little bit?
2: Uh, for about the last 10 years straight, yeah. on a ah. daily, regular basis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know myself because my, I, I this is my realize life, right? there's
0: shit that I tell myself that is, it seems innocuous. But you repeat it so often that it just becomes, like, regular.
1: Well, it turns into a belief system.
0: Right, and it becomes who you are, and so you define yourself by that thing. Even though you try not to, it's in your vulnerable moments when it really shows up.
1: So there was a time where Vern believed that yeah without a doubt and now it is an unraveling of a, a a nasty little habit tick if you will yeah that um that comes in and, and kind of kicks you in the i don't know kicks you in the balls every once in a while and it hurts <laughs> and you're like god oh, what why did you do that mm-hmm. But yeah. it's not
2: there it's not pervasive anymore but well, it's, it's like what Devin's saying. It's like we're we're reprogramming our brains. I've been Vern for 35 years. I was Vern for 25 years before I even started to look at who I was,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? And so mm-hmm. I started to look at who I was, and it was a really scary place because I started to look at who I was and thought that that's actually who I was, if that makes sense. Yep. Like, oh, my God, I am mm-hmm. a piece mm-hmm. of shit who's not capable of anything. Look at my results. Look at my life. Whatever, right? And so it, there was a deep crevice to Crematized. dig out, to dig Crematized. out of, right? And and, that, and and you really are reprogramming your brain because at that time I believed it, and my deep, not not only my default, my actual way of being, my ordinary automatic way of being was, oh, you're a dummy, and so uh, constantly things would show up that would give me evidence for that, yeah. right? And so now. Hold on one sec. The, right now, the only the, the times when that really shows up is either A, when I'm like, oh, I'm a dummy. It's like, a, a, air quote, a joke. Mm-hmm. When I'm not paying attention that I actually just said that. And number two is it, it's when I get, when I'm not present, I get triggered. And then my, my, my default, old that old pathway shows up mm-hmm. and I'm caught in it. But what's occurred over the last 10 years is the refractory period of where I have that breakdown. And then I get back to consciously being who I say I am is mm-hmm. shortened dramatically. Uh, right so there used to be days weeks months where i would totally take myself out of things you'd be in because a pity party. You'd be in yeah i'd be in a pity party i'm a yeah. piece of shit like see why am i even bothering with this stuff it's all bullshit i would show up at seminars still like hmm. you know like, right like they're not coachable you know and so and now it's just i'm just not committed to that i'm like what's going on with me right now i will do what i have to do to get my shit back together like call somebody or tell somebody what's going on or or just grind through it until i go oh Oh, I'm not a dummy. Okay. I see. <laughs> right, or right. So, sorry, Chris, you were going to add something.
3: Well, I was going to take it a little bit further because it's not just the, it's not just the brain. It's not just the nervous system. It's your entire cellular structure. So your whole body is responding as if that's a, um, as if that's a thing. And it's probably no coincidence that for, I'll say for myself and for you, the things that we were lifed with in our past ended up living in our bodies ended up being stored in our bodies and in other places (laughs) (laughs) and so it's like as we move our bodies as we get our bodies healthier because the body is the last storage depot for those old patterns you've gone to work on the patterns mentally you've gone to work on the patterns emotionally you've probably gone to work on the patterns even spiritually to transform them because you know that when that pattern shows up it's like nah that's not me it's just an old thing so where it lives or where it ends up staying is within the physical structure and then as you move the physical structure as you modify the physical structure as you exercise as you you know reshape your neural pathways with um If you choose to use psychoactive substances or things like this to help you break down those neurological engrams or those memory engrams, the way the neurons that have wired together because they have fired together as often as they have fired together.
0: The pathways, right?
3: Yeah. When you release it out of the physical body, because the physical body is a representation of the unconscious mind and very much is a representation of the past. Because by the time something is showing up in the physical body, it's... Already occurred thousands upon thousands upon thousands of times in other areas, whether that's within the mind, whether that's within the emotions, whether that's from an ancestral pattern, whatever it is. When you're releasing it now out of the physical structure, you're telling your cells to do things different, to be new, and literally entire, burning the bridges. Literally burning the bridges.
0: What's worse is I don't know if anybody's ever encountered this, but it's almost painful. Going through that experience um, physically because you're cha- you're transforming from yeah. an old version of you to a new version of you. Yeah,
3: your your DNA has to now generate new proteins,
0: and so, and so that discomfort also like makes it hard to continue down that path. So you naturally want to just oh, no, that hurts too much. Default back to this was still okay. It's not horrible, but it's safe.
3: Well, that points to something. Super interesting that I've discovered and through my experience ironically enough through getting acupuncture uh, when I was a kid was that There's a difference between pain and an intense sensation Mm. There's a difference between something being painful and something being intense and intensity is not pain Intensity is just intensity so I can have a really strong sensation show up, and it's not painful.
0: Do you have a tattoo? Do you have a tattoo?
1: I, I don't have a tattoo. I have a tattoo. Man, that was fucking painful.
0: It's The first tattoo I got was this one. Um, and I'm, since then, I've, I've been addicted, and I want more. I'm getting more. But it's, it's like that experience. It's like, well, does this register? Like, I get to choose, which is so weird. Like, anybody hearing that is like, you're a fucking crazy psycho. But I got to choose in that experience, is this pain or is this pleasure? What is this sensation? And disconnecting from what I was programmed to believe pain is to what I want this experience to be, this was more therapeutic. And like full disclosure, I was a a super emo kid and I I did self-harm. There was a lot of like weird shit that I went through as a kid. Um, And so moving into the realm of, of artistically creating uh inside like inside of the space of tattoos <laughs> yeah
1: no seriously there's we have three guests welcome 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 guys yeah. <laughs> welcome, <Jinx>. welcome. <laughs> Ma- babu from india what zero hey. i don't know where you're from he's a fan of canada though babu hey what up Hell yeah and we have allison on as well she wanted to check out the live stream
2: Oh, that's wicked. That's oh, amazing. Man, that's him. so dope. That's Welcome li- to
0: the conversation. Yeah, man. That is, this is actually really cool. Like It's a celebration because this is brand new to us. It's a celebration, bitches. <laughs> we celebrate good times. Yeah. it uh, says Hey Pals.
2: Hey Pals. That is
0: so So cool. yeah, hey, when I was Allison. getting my tattoo, I remember going through that experience of like the first little bit was like shit, that does hurt. But I remember it, I would likened it to getting burned by a cigarette. And I was like, okay, that's not horrible. I'm not dying. <laughs> So I think I'll survive this tattoo, yeah. like millions of other people. But then it it transformed into like that actually feels really good. I remember there's some parts on the back of my arm where I'm like, I enjoy that, you know, yeah. which is weird.
2: That's not really. I don't think it's weird, man. I think it's the same. I'm relating that because I've never had a tattoo. I'm relating it back to anytime I've. I mean, I've done a lot of hard work and different types of training. But what yeah. I'm what's what I'm connecting this to right now is that. Uh, Oh, what do they call that the sweat that i went to at the, the sweat lunch. At, at the reserve yeah, 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 it was yeah. like it was like on yeah. one hand when i was in my body right like it's like when i was here in the physical i'm like yeah. oh my god this is awful I gotta get, get me out. out of here it's so fucking hot i can't breathe blah 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 right but then when i actually got like i don't know sp- you know with the soul spirit i i literally ha- i told you guys this before i had this conversation i'm like wow i'm like i'm fine actually Like my body is experiencing these things. Yes, I'm actually rather enjoying this because I consciousness. Yeah, I I, yeah, I got to go somewhere else. I got to. I I had to actually because I couldn't be in here because it's unbearable. (laughs) I had to go somewhere else, and I was like, oh, there's actually more going on. You know, that was a. It was a. I I believed that, but it was like an affirmation. I was like, oh, wow, I can actually choose. To be over here versus in my body experiencing that. Weirdly, right?
0: I asked myself, I asked my uh, tattoo artist, sorry, um, I was like, Do you know what the world record is for the longest tattoo? Because I think I can beat it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was it
1: for you, uh, in in terms of its therapy? There, it, what was it doing for you? What what was it helping you um, push through, uh, resolve? Like, why did it show up as therapy?
0: Mm.
2: That's a really good question.
0: Yeah. And I, I I've co- I constantly try to analyze what that is and what that means, what that looks like, at least for me. I, I don't know about anybody else. I remember having this conversation actually with my ex-wife. I was like, I don't like you getting tattoos from other guys because those guys are giving you pleasure and it's in a way that I can't and I don't like oh, that.
1: Oh damn that's right
0: deep. and I that was just me hashtag being transparent with my own like emotional <laughs> yeah. state. But yeah, yeah. now when I went and got my tattoo I was like, oh shit, it's a different it's a different kind of pleasure. Like it's not like what I thought or perceived it to be.
1: So what did you think it was? What was the story? Because we all know there's a difference, a big difference between how we think it's going to go what we think it is and then the reality of of what's going on what's happening
0: right so at first it was like i thought and again this is because i was ignorant and i just didn't realize but i almost thought there was a level of sexual pleasure to it because just the way that she spoke of it you know and I, so i just I it was disconnected for me and and that's why i felt inadequate i was like well i can't please you that way so i can't be I can't be the man that you need me to be, right? And this insecurity sets adequate. in. Yeah.
2: Hashtag monogamy. Now,
0: when I when I got my my tattoo, my first tattoo, going through it, I remember um, this connected to this tribe of guys who got tattoos, and I was a part of it. And I was like, I am a man, and I really <laughs> felt that connectedness
1: it was like a rite of passage
0: yeah you. yeah really like mm. to, to the i don't know the the uh what would you call that just like the conscious net of all men who have transcended into this manliness this manhood that i was like otherwise like if you don't get a tattoo you're a pussy like that's what i thought wow, yeah so right absolute, so eh? i'm like so <laughs> i have to get a tattoo or i am that guy right so now I now that I've crossed over that threshold I'm like oh no there's so much more to it this it's like being able to control your mind and the interpretation of your external yeah, uh, yeah. stimulus and what it means to you and then you get to redefine it and so experiencing this high level of pain I'm like I can do it I am a man and I can do it and I'm not afraid of it anymore you it's like I, getting punched in the face for the first you time sound like Kevin McAllister <laughs> I'm not afraid anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: No, but it's what you're, what you're. this is really interesting because you can, you can connect this to many different things, okay? So my brother said to me last night, he was, he was talking about my somebody else in our family. And, he's, and he said, this person in our family is like, they're convinced. This is their way of being. Well, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. In right. other words, how I am That's is how I am. That's their belief system, yeah, right? Yeah. And then he's, he looks at me and he's, I was washing dishes in my kitchen. He looks at me and goes, Vern, what would you say to somebody if they said, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, and I said, I'd say okay. And he goes, well, What do you mean? I I think that's bullshit. I said, Yeah, I think that's bullshit too. But you can't convince the dog but, that. But see, <laughs> that, but but that's the thing that I'm pointing to. Yes. Is there is a version of myself in the past who would fucking argue with you all day long? Right. Because, about that yeah. thing that I'm right about. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I just looked at him and I said, Okay. If, what? If that's what's up. For if you, that's what's up for you, why am I going to sit here and fucking argue and fight with you and try to convince you to think the way that I think? If that is what what is driving the show and and reinforcing
1: your way of operating in the world, and uh, until you're willing to
2: change the narrative yourself and go, holy shit, I'm an old dog and I just learned a new trick. Unless they say to me, "Look, man, I just my experience has been that you can't teach an old dog new tricks." Vern, talk to me about that. Now they're open. Now they're coachable. I'm not going to sit here and try to argue and fight with somebody who who's right. You're already right. How am I going to make you I can't, right? I can't out dominate your rightness to yeah, use you so wrong. I'm just going to let it go. Right, and that's something I I have shared with you. I, I I connected to that intimately with from Simon Sinek when he shared that. I was listening to this interview, and that's exactly what the person said to him. Like, so what do you say to people who don't share your vision? What do you share to pe- say to people who don't believe what you believe? And he says, I don't say anything. I <laughs> just why There's why. He goes, yeah. Like, if I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong about the way that you believe or what you think. Or I can't remember exactly what he said, but that was the essence of it. He was like, "Well, well fine, that's okay."
0: The amount <laughs> of energy you spend on, that, oh. and really like treating your energy or or whatever as a currency, realizing like oh, you're exhausting. giving so much away, you're
3: bleeding money out. Yeah, you, yeah. you're
0: you're in, you're in overdraft in your bank account. <laughs> And you're wondering why you're tired and hate life or, or or constantly frustrated and angry. is because you're in competition with all those other people to try and prove to them that you're right. And perhaps on a deeper level, it's because you don't think you're right. And so you have to test your level of rightness with everybody else. Or you're free. To either anything. confirm or deny that you are as right as you think you are. And the reality is... You are as right as you think you are, if you think you are that right. <laughs> it's so, uh, that's absolute, so complicated. It's, so ab- it's not though. No, no it's, I, it's so
1: I, absolute and and just it, yeah, full stop.
2: That's that's it. You can't compromise it anymore because there's no space for it. Mm-hmm. I have it that you're you're bang on though, right? When you get to the point of nothing, when you get to the point of like, no, this is who I am, this is what I believe, and I'm okay over here.
0: Right.
2: That's when you no longer have a need to convince other people right. that's just m- been my experience because believe me man i was insecure af and i would always try to it, depending on the situation right like i'm trying to prove my point or make it or look a certain way because somebody challenged me or made undermined me or made me feel does it creep up from time to time mm-hmm. of course it yeah. does but again i can now notice it and you make it a, make a new choice
0: you have the habit now of quickly transferring back to yeah comfortable as you
2: or i can ask i ask myself about it i get introspective what is it about Mm. that comment that's fucking driving me nuts why am i holding on to that right and then again it creates new access for me and another step that i might take is i might even talk to the person so you know i gotta share this with you you said this thing the other day Mm. and it's like right away my brain did this and I totally get that that's not real, but I just wanted to like, or whatever. Like I've had conversations like that with people. And then it opens up a whole nother world where they're actually trying to acknowledge me. Or like they were giving me credit for something. Or And you're just like, oh my God, I'm such a dope. I'm sitting, right? There's my default. I'm sitting here going, <laughs> yeah. that guy thinks, oh, that guy thinks I'm this or he thinks I'm that. But really they just didn't know how to express it or it came out a certain way. And I made it mean yeah. they think I'm bad and wrong. But really they were actually trying to tell me I'm awesome or
0: something, right? Like right. those types Pack- of things so that The happen. package that they put it in to give it to you didn't seem like what it was supposed to be totally
1: we have matt bigger on on
2: the call oh what's up Welcome, matt? matt yeah so actually um i know you have some stuff you want. yeah to share I, here. I had
3: well i had i had um bringing back to the comment that you guys had about the tattoos and about your experience in the sweat lodge um what i see in that and i want to ask you guys if you have any more experiences like this what what i saw or what i see in those types of instances is that you you get a empirical understanding that you are not your body mm. your body is something you have and want to see i want to poke that a little bit and see if you've if you've had other experiences where you you have this understanding that you've you know, either transcended the body and you know, david don't bring you into this too like well, where when i see Pardon? I said that's so nice of you. Well sweet man. (laughs) I mean there were two experiences on the court and I wanna have your experiences on the court too. Like I know. Um like where have been other experiences or what other things have shown up where you've realized like you're not your body or you're not your thoughts or you're not your emotions or like this human that you think that you are, you're actually not that and you're something more, you're something greater.
0: You know what's crazy is I've always felt like and I, maybe you've heard me say this before, but I've always felt like this supreme, ultimate, eternal essence, or being, trapped in a fucking meat suit. <laughs> yeah, you, you had talked about that before. Yeah, <laughs> I've always felt like that, and then getting a tattoo, or anytime I've experienced a great deal of pain, I remember my car accident, um, I, I actually like caved in this side of my skull, and they luckily were able to like, holy shit make it make it okay but um the pain that 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 you go through for the next two three weeks is like you actually have to disconnect consciously from your physical essence because it's like this is too much pain i need to leave Mm, i could see that happening I, i don't know if
2: you have something david that you want to share i just i'm really curious to know like Sometimes you're like, to your point, okay, I got in a car accident. You actually had no choice. And then you got pushed to another level where you had to separate yourself. So was that your experience with your surgery?
1: You know, I I don't have enough history, like memory uh, of that. It was so, I actually think it was the opposite. I was so connected to... The body and and what was going on and the 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 tragedy of it right. and and the possibility of of like my life ending um there was no no transcendence there mm. there was a a very pres I was very present in all the richness that was that experience I think I had to be too for myself. It was a way of grounding, uh, mm-hmm. grounding me. Right now, I only can see that looking back, because right. in the moment, I, I was just wondering. Oh, it's yeah. a thing that happened to me, and it was scary and crazy, and like, who this? Who, how does this happen to people? Like, you're yeah. just so caught up in that in that world, and like, oh well, what if the uh, the the really bad situation. Uh, happens okay well i need a backup plan yeah and my backup plan was like my buddy putting a pillow over my face
2: yeah so just for context david had a a, a brain surgery in your early early 20s early 20s 20s, 21 there's very few people walking around on earth right now that have had their skull cut open by a doctor yeah it's pretty fucking crazy i can't even I can't even imagine. You that. know, the one well, thing I can't that imagine it, it, but the one thing that
1: I do remember uh, vividly is being in on the operating table and him telling me to count to 10 Yeah, and me just disappearing. Like I, yeah. I, I, I felt myself go away mm. Yeah, and then
2: I woke up and it was like just pain to deal with. Right. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, I want to change gears a little bit if you guys are okay with it. Cause we talked earlier before the podcast about, um, the, the, uh, how this occurred? The live stream, the the new uh, process that we're going to take, the new structure. we're yeah, going yeah. to start live streaming. Live live streaming. Why can't I speak all of a sudden? <laughs> live streaming. See, we're not perfect. You know, that's we're not editing this. Uh, we're going to start live stream- streaming now every week, right? Every 10, week. 10.30, So, yeah. so what? 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 Had that occurred, David? What brought that on? Because we've talked about it for a while, right?
1: Well, we've been running this podcast for three years and there's always been this desire this is where it came from to to create community to be connected to people it was a great opportunity for us to to bring people we admire onto the podcast and and have um, a dialogue share a story Uh, and every single time i do that with anybody there's always such a valuable there's some sort of lesson some sort of realization some sort of aha moment that happens and it's like ah and that just disappears it goes away and and it could impact so many other people and so uh, we, we wanted to do a podcast and uh, it, not only for that but for us to get out of what it is that that we're dealing with on a regular basis and it's always in in the language right you gotta yeah. you if you want to get rid of it you got to talk about it yeah and so putting it on the table as a thing to talk about and uh, and having vulnerability this willingness this openness to just constantly be putting the thing on the table that we would not normally Mm -hmm. uh, frequently don't and i still find myself no i'm good how's it going oh i'm
0: good and it's bullshit, right Um, but that's just the the human being right it's funny that that's the habit the way we communicate hey how you doing and some people don't even answer that question like when i say how you doing they're like how you doing like that's not even an answer. <laughs> yeah, <Allison laughs> what was, are you saying?
1: Allison was saying she's like, I like the live concept. It creates urgency, in my opinion, oh, and wow. and there's a presence to it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't get the luxury, and I, I, I there, there's a, um, a devil's advocate to luxury of what I'm creating here to do the edit. Mm-hmm. So we go in and we make sure we quote unquote get it right, and we sound good, and, and we sound good, and, and all of that stuff. B-
2: based on
0: our own criticisms it's like and interpretations, like your pictures exactly. before you put them on Instagram, exactly.
2: right? But it's all your your uh, criticisms and and your insecurities about yourself. That's what we're editing versus just being with people right now. Well, well what gives and, us, and us and the right the to judge that exactly? Well, but that's
1: just the we are we judge and assess. We are meaning making machines. This is how yeah. we operate. So, doing this and and live streaming. Uh, I see it as a direct challenge to, you can't not get it right, get it perfect, because mm. you're alive, man.
2: Yeah. You're alive. But but what you're saying, though, too, just the fact that, Allison, thanks so much for being here. It's so cool that we literally can now have a conversation with yeah. the, with listeners. And she said it creates urgency. Yeah, exactly, because you're listening to this conversation in the moment right now. And if something hits you and something has an impact, you're like, oh, shit it's actually happening right now in the moment i get to do something it's not like oh you're washing the dishes three days later we've edited it we've put it out and you hear something oh that was so cool you're not going to make a comment in that moment whatever Mm -hmm. it's like it's going to disappear yes this this is an opportunity to have an
1: in the moment impact and here's where we're at and matt you you said a comment i want to make sure i bring that up um we are five episodes archived right we haven't Mm. we haven't gone through the process of doing this stuff and and I know every single one of those episodes was mad, massive insight, value, massive yeah. value in the moment. And it, it can so easily just disappear. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we're you know what? We're just not going to produce those podcasts.
2: Even that episode with, uh, I don't know if it's up yet, the one that Aaron joined us for. My my buddy Aaron, like imagine no, that was live lucky. stream. Imagine that, right. that was live stream. That was such a fucking that wicked a conversation. That whole right, yeah, man, I'm super stoked, and we will get those ones up. But oh, for now, we, we will. Our, our, well, I also wanted to point to so there was the live stream. You talked about why we started the podcast in the in the beginning, and like why did we start it and then so we did that and then we always wanted to live stream but you had a conversation yesterday yes that wasn't just about live streaming was also just about how we deal with the podcast right yes
1: well and and this brings uh, Matt's uh, conversation into uh it's perfect he's like not to mention the countless hours you're going to save not editing the podcast Mm. it's actually a way better fit for the style of your content because it's so real and authentic Oh, man, Gritty, real, me. and unsensitive. Right? Now <laughs> right? I, 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 oh,
2: shit. I thought yeah. about that last night when you talked about live stream. I was like, wait a minute. It, that's, <laughs> that's actually brand. Of course. Brand. Like, we yeah. are so hypocritical, man. Like, Well, no. <laughs> it,
1: it took us to go through that yeah. process of owning what that actually meant. And it took three years
2: to get to this point where we're like, you know what? This is missing. T- to be fair, I mean, there was a time that we did just put the podcasts out. Yeah. We didn't do a live stream, and I also think that there was less power in that because we used to put the podcast out because we were like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, we don't have time to make it look pretty." It wasn't a conscious choice. It was like we don't have the time to make it look pretty, Necessity. so we'll just yeah, we'll just def- we'll just default to putting it out versus actually uh, being in alignment with what we say we're we're up to, which is gritty, real, and uncensored, and just having a conversation right now, right?
0: Mm. What's really cool about all of that is there's a there's a hidden lesson in this. Oh and it, the, the, the fact that you guys have been doing this for as long as you have, I've only joined very recently. But realizing um, the power of ready, fire, aim. Yeah. Get as ready as you possibly can, but it's never gonna be perfect. Fire, see where it, where you hit on the target, and if you're close, cool. If you're not, cool. Because both of them is gonna show you some shit so that you can aim Better. Yes. And Good if job. you don't have the opportunity to screw something up or make mistakes or be real, you don't create the opportunity to find success inside of that.
1: There's no growth. Not. I shouldn't say there's no growth, but growth is. Um, it could go hockey stick, like this right now is is a hockey stick type growth because huge jump. I have no idea what I'm doing. full
0: disclosure none of us do i have yeah i
1: and i'm I'm looking all this stuff and yesterday i'm watching these videos and uh after listening to or sitting with ernest and and him just kind of putting it on the table and he's like well what if you what if you just live streamed it i'm like i can can feel myself (laughs) viscerally react to it yeah and there's a tightness but it was different this time it wasn't a apprehension and yeah, a like, yeah, oh yeah. no, 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 I couldn't possibly. I'm like, oh my God. That's the move. I'm ready. Yeah. We're yeah. ready to do this move. Yeah. And so it just happened so quickly and the next day we're live streaming. It's What's not the way I wanted to do it, but you,
0: live you forced your own commitment in, you know what? That was a great conversation. Let's keep the momentum. I'm just gonna make a graphic and then I'm gonna share it. And now you have no fucking choice. You actually have to do it. That's that was my mindset. Yeah. yeah. You know
2: what else? There's another there's another thing that I'm just noticing about that too is is uh on that podcast that I was talking about earlier, the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, they talked about people hear things, but it's the ones who are willing to take just take action. And so you heard, hey, da-da-da. And then the first did thing you did it? You made it real. Yes. You instantly, I don't know when, right after that meeting, though, I'm asserting, it was like 2 p.m., you you put a voice memo into the WhatsApp group, and you're yep. like, yo, this is what I'm thinking. I just had this meeting. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go live stream tomorrow. You made it real. It actually was in existence. Yes. And then I was like, oh, I'm in. Well, it wasn't until like 9 o'clock at night when I finally responded, but I'm like, dude, I'm totally in. Yeah. And now we're here doing it, right? So if you would have kept that inside, you could have had that dirty little secret like, I think I might tell the guys we're going to live stream tomorrow. But
0: we'll see. Maybe, maybe, right? You instantly made how it real. Long you were committed will to you it. You offer space to objections to it, your own objections to it. it the longer work. you create that space, and you don't, this is like when you're like, if you're single and you're approaching somebody. It's like the longer you wait to do that approach, the harder it gets. Well, the more so you reasons have to, not to. Yeah, right. Because you just create. You're like, oh, she probably got a boyfriend, or she's not my type, or you know, you'll put twenty reasons why you shouldn't make that approach. But if you just took action, it, you would have figured it out already. You know where I'm? I'm noticing that for myself is in
2: is in business. Mm-hmm. I used to be. Oh, yeah. You know what I'll do is I'll call Devin on Monday, guy. That was me. No, I'll I call do Devin. That I'm going to call it first thing Monday. I'm totally calling Devin. Yeah. And now that voice, that is, by the way, the default that immediately comes up. I'll get a reminder or I'll think about someone. I'll be like, oh, yeah, Darren, I'll call him. I'm going to go, and I just grab my phone, start dialing. <laughs> what am I doing? Why, the <laughs> Why fuck is am my I, body what? doing this stuff? No, no, no. I'm like, in, no, I stop myself. I go, what am I doing? Why the fuck would I wait till Monday? What yeah. am I doing? Why do I call him right now and just see, like, I don't know when he's available. Like I assume I make all these assumptions. You know what? I probably shouldn't call somebody at five thirty because that's air quote dinner time. Who the fuck has dinner at five thirty anymore? Who has dinner at a specific time anymore? Well, we do. Well, our lives comes
1: from though for you. (laughs) It's an old it's old culture. It's It's old old
2: culture. It's 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 a. You mean you mean not taking the action? Yeah, not the, the, the the space. Yeah. So hold on, hold on. I want to make sure I understand your question. Where does that come from for me, to, the default for me to be like, oh, I shouldn't call now or I'll call on Monday? Like procrastination? Yeah. Yeah. It comes from my past. I mean, it comes from what I saw in life growing up. And again, it's that program. It's my default is to procrastinate. No, no, I'll do it later. But that's not actually who I am, who I actually am. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of something called a Colby score, but I actually have a very high quick start.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm the
2: type of person that if you get an idea in my mind, I'm at my best. When I take immediate action. Right. But my default is to not take immediate action. And if I, hold on, and if I don't take immediate action, guess what doesn't happen? The thing. Yeah. Right? So I'm not going to call you on Monday if I don't call you right now. (laughs) Unless I make a commitment to it. Now I'll
0: put it in my calendar and it happens. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. In the name of transparency, do you think that comes from... Um, a level of insecurity or uncertainty that you are capable of completing or fulfilling the thing that you want by default hands down yeah
2: again it's when i'm disconnected dude i'm not capable of anything yeah i don't want to
0: like point it specifically at you just for anybody that is listening or does find this to do a a quick self-examination of why you're not taking that action is it because you're insecure and the difference between that action and your insecurity is the goal or the the thing that you want in life is like that's the only thing that's stopping you is that that one moment of hesitation just fucked everything up for you that is actually the exact
2: conversation i've had with myself you asked me earlier oh have you ever taken a look the the only reason i can even speak to this right now for myself is because i have actually looked and i've had that exact conversation i'm like what is it about why the fuck wouldn't i just do that right now why am i You know, I got to the point where I would ask, saw that it wasn't working. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, why am I waiting? What's going on? And then I would deep level of like, I can't do this. Yeah. It's like, oh, he doesn't want to hear from me or I'm not. What if he does want to hear from me? I'm not probably capable to take care of him anyway. Like all this stuff would (laughs) come in. That's like not real. It's just like this bullshit, right? Perception. yeah. Yeah. And then again, like the fumbling through and then the starting the live stream, whatever, actually picking up the phone for the very first time and going, no, I'm just going to call him right now. And then I get off the phone and the conversation clearly goes nowhere near the way that I thought it was going to go. Good, bad, or indifferent, it doesn't matter. just doesn't go anywhere near the way I thought it was going to go.
0: And I go, oh, maybe I don't fucking know everything. Well, and that provides (laughs) evidence for you not to take action next time because you're like, I fucked up before.
2: No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is because I took action, it didn't like I thought I was gonna fuck it up already. Right. It didn't go anywhere near the way that I thought it was gonna. And these oh, are like, it didn't go negative. Yeah, like it didn't go right. The way you know, I thought I have it all figured out. You know, Devin probably doesn't want to hear from me, mm-hmm. but then I called Devin and Devin goes, "Oh man, fuck! I've been meaning We're to so call you." So good to hear from you. Yeah, right? And me. I go, yeah. "Oh, really? Oh, And cool, you
0: know, when like, it comes to sales, I was of the frame of mind that I'm interrupting people and I'm a nuisance to them, which is in some cases, if you get your timing right, that that obviously can occur, but. In, in most of the pitches I've made over the last you know 60 days on this path here, um, I've noticed that everybody's like, man, your timing is really great because I've been thinking that I need the thing that you're offering, and I just didn't know when, where, or how to start, and so what you're bringing to the table here is incredibly valuable, and I really do want to hear you, so thank you for bringing it to me, which is the opposite of what I thought. The absolute opposite Go of figure. it.
2: Can I share... This is amazing. Okay. So, okay, I'm going to try, I'm going to create this here and you, you've probably experienced this because you're now seeing that success. Yeah. Okay. So tell me if you've experienced this, have you reached out to someone like a comfortable, safe, easy person to reach out to who likely isn't actually your market probably not your client right and like wasted time and energy to try and convince them to do something with you <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> i don't know what you're talking isn't about. that weird <laughs> so then you know when you go and actually str- you actually go to see the people who who literally have a want and a need for what it is that you offer and you want to work with them oddly enough they want they they respond in a way that's like oh man i'm so glad you reached out yeah isn't that weird like we're always trying to date fucking people who don't want to date
0: you what is that about Going for the easy mark never works out because you spend so much time again you're wasting your time and energy on it but but if you go for the hard one it's actually not hard at all it was like so easy to quickly get that sale or whatever they were really close that deal
2: it's actually more difficult to stay small and play inside the box (laughs) what the fuck is that because
1: we cost way too much energy yeah we we (laughs) want to expand and we keep Uh, not allowing ourselves to expand we keep allowing those
2: considerations and
1: those reasons not to that
2: narrative that dialogue inside and and also like get that we all live in we're all around the same age it's not bullshit to to, to note the fact that at least when I was growing up my mom always told me to stay away from the unknown Mm. basically stay home watch a show where it's fucking safe because you know what it's a big wide world out there where weird shit happens and it's scary Stay away from the unknown. We're taught that the unknown is scary, but that's, like you said, unknown, that is the space where creation occurs, right?
1: right. <laughs> Chris, Chris wants to say something. Well, you, David, to
3: your point about the, all of the other considerations and things like that, we're, and it's perfect that you brought the parents into the conversation and, and, and this type of thing because what I'm hearing inside of this and, is that we're, we're honoring an old paradigm.
1: Mm. yes that's what we talked about before right the, the hangover of our, our past generations yeah and what if what would it look like if we
3: honored the old paradigm by never stepping foot in it again <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally down for that, I'm down for that
2: that's awesome yeah amen
0: <laughs> well, certain,
2: certain things I actually want to ask you about this because right. this is kind of where your area of expertise comes in from cool. a spiritual perspective so I've heard this and I don't know if this is true because I haven't done the research. Okay. But I've, I've heard that if your grandparents uh, uh, experienced a famine, mm-hmm. I heard that this is like scientifically proven. Okay. Biologically yep. proven that you're like, I don't know, make up the stat here, but you're like 50 or 60 or 70% more likely to be obese yes, or to carry extra weight. Yes. Just that's it. That's all I'm going to say. So, what do you have to say about that?
3: <laughs> uh, I, I can't speak to the numbers. Yeah, yeah.
2: Not, not the specifics.
3: I'm just yeah. saying, like,
2: that shit's real. Likelihood. That shit's real. Correct. Oh,
3: yeah. Correct. Because the genetic information that you got passed down from your ancestors is, oh, shit, resources are scarce. You might want to yeah, yeah, yeah. Might hold on to that. Better back up. Yeah. You might want to hold on to that because you don't know when you're going to get it next.
2: Right. So, 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 I guess actually the, the second part of my question then is, um, it's it's I'm I'm starting to become more and more aware of my mm-hmm. my my conscious and unconscious ways of, like that's what we're talking about right our yeah. default ways of being and whatnot so how do you start getting connected to the things that you I guess I can't really see my thoughts either but how do you get connected to those things like the biology the the programming the past generation how do you start to to clear that shit out
3: That's a perfect question um that goes to what we were talking about earlier about releasing that stuff out of the physical body. And if you want to use um, psychoactive substances or things like that, to facilitate that release process, your cellular structure listens to you 24 seven. It listens to the level of consciousness that you have. It listens to the feelings that you have. It listens to what you're thinking. It listens to what your actions are. And so if you're, acting and thinking and believing in a manner that backs up this idea that
2: resources are scarce. We'll use that
0: as an example. In
2: other words, binging
0: scarcity versus
2: abundance. Like for, as an yeah, example, yeah, like no, binging and purging. I'll tell you straight up. So one of the things that I, that I'm currently working on is my binging. So I, yeah. I binge, so I will eat whatever the fuck you put in front of me or whatever I can find. Mm-hmm later at night. Yeah. So I know that that's a habit that my mom had, right? But but binging that that act is first of all it's very shameful for me. Yeah. And it comes from somewhere. Yeah. Right? And so I don't know what the fuck that's about, but just just based on what you heard, the things that I think and the way that I act, yeah, right? is or producing a certain type of behavior, which is binging. And so now so Chris there's a uh, there's a question. Yeah. You. Absolutely.
1: Matt's like There's a lot of talk about the abundance of resources. Yes. Do you think that, uh, do you think it's possible that maybe it's a good thing because no one knows what the future holds and perhaps resources won't always be
2: abundant?
3: Ooh,
1: Matt, that's a great question.
2: Could you just say that one more time? Yeah. Can we repeat that? So
1: there's a lot of talk about abundance of resources. Okay. Do you think that it's possible that maybe it's a good thing? And I think there's a a piece that's that's missing here. Mm. It's a good thing. Because uh, uh, because no one knows what the future holds, and perhaps resources won't always be abundant. Oh, I think that's in reference to scarcity, Matt. Am I, I think so. Yeah, that am makes I sense. on Track with that. Yes. Okay. That, cool. That the scarcity mindset is a good thing. Okay. Cool.
3: That there's a couple underlying contexts there that I think are missing when it comes to this concept of scarcity. We'll talk. We'll talk about resources. Um, and i think we'll we'll first talk about this in terms of like natural resources like we're talking like food and, and right. these types of things one of the underlying assumptions that we have in modern culture is that the planet is not alive and doesn't know what the fuck we're doing on it
1: right like, yeah
3: that we're so we're disconnected from yeah. it yeah and it's disconnected from us and that all of a sudden we're magically doing all of these things that are completely fucking the planet and humanity over when in the when the reality of it is the planet is conscious. It knows that humans are living on it. It knows that humans are working through what humans are working through. It knows that it needs to produce food to sustain the population of humans that are on it. It knows that it needs to be more or less geologically stable to support life, because, you know, we showed up as human beings on this planet at a time when, The planet was really chill. If you look at the history
1: (laughs) of the planet,
3: the planet was really chill because that's the only point in the planet's evolution that we could sustain life. So the planet knows what's up. It knows what we're working through and it will always provide what is needed. Now, what is needed may not necessarily sustain our society.
2: Yeah, there might be a balancing but, that's also needed, right? And now. here's the other thing that what you're pointing to, and, and to Matt's point, is scarcely a good thing. Well, how did we get here? So in other words, there were there were people gathering in a certain area where things were pretty good for a while, and then all of a sudden it wasn't good for a while, and because they're humans, they were like, hey, you know what, we should get out of here and check out and see if there's other shit somewhere else that we can mm-hmm. survive, right? So so. It, we can find a way, and there's always abundance. it just might not look the way that you want it to look. it might not be in your backyard it might not be Calgary, it might not be Canada it might not be whatever you but, may need to move you may need to move you may need to just do something different right it, but the big it,
3: to Matt's point, resources will be abundant, provided that that's where you source yourself if you source yourself in a in a place and you can you can Put whatever terminology you want to put on it if you're sourcing yourself from a place of like this life that we have this this whatever you feel like animates you always has an abundance of energy you will naturally be creating that if you source yourself in a place of yo like we We don't have enough we don't have enough i'm disconnected you know i'm i'm finite you're going to get more of that particular experience. And so. Can can I share
2: something like (laughs) about this? This is hilarious. Okay. So check this out. I'm with my son last Friday and I'm telling him, he asked me this question. He always asked me these questions. Hey dad, what was your favorite toy growing up? What's Mm. your favorite toy? I told him, man, I'm a fucking junkie for GI Joe's. Greatest action figure ever created. I fucking love G.I. Joe's. The little four-inch action figures, they were so cool. He goes, oh, that's awesome. We should get some G.I. Joe's. And I go, ah, buddy, unfortunately, I don't know what's going on out here in the world, but they don't make G.I. Joe's anymore. They're really hard to come by. Air quote, I don't know that. That's my story. I just created that. They're really hard to come by. He goes, oh, really? Yeah. So all of a sudden, we're like on Amazon, and we're checking it out. Every fucking G.I. Joe on Amazon's is $100, yeah. right? I'm like, oh, my God. So, But then, fast forward to the next day, I'm, he wanted to go to the comic book store. We already had that planned out, right? I go to the comic book store. We went to two or three different stores. Didn't really get the stuff that he wanted, and he was looking for action figures. So I Google, oh, we got to go get Mom at the Costco near Airdrie. So let's go to Airdrie first. Let's go see what they have in Airdrie. I go to this place uh, called Snap Collectibles. Shout out to uh, Dave at Snap Collectibles. I go there. And uh, guess what they have? GI Joes. Fucking, they have a thousand in the store. And he goes, Vern, this is about ten percent of what we got. Damn. Ten bucks a whack. Wow, I go, you're geez. kidding me. You're kidding me. So it's yeah. just, just an
0: opportunity there it, in the arbitrage. It's just, all I just <laughs> it's just interesting, right? Well, you yeah.
2: and uh, I'm just going
1: to ask you to uh, stay closer to the oh. mic when you when you move Sorry, to, to your side. It's the perfect example, right? Yeah. The assumption is, yeah, no, there's not enough GI Joes in the world but yeah, you don't know that.
2: I, I, I totally made that up.
1: Yeah. And then you went to a place and it's interesting actually the, the, uh, the timeline of it. So to your point, Chris yeah. is like, are you open? Do you, do you want that question that, that observation challenged? Cause you should go check out what's the place again?
2: Uh, snap collectibles. You should
1: go check out snap collectibles. So you don't know that that's what's happening, but that's where you went. And Oh, lo and behold here, just here's a nice little reminder of uh, of abundance where you thought there was
3: some yeah, missing. There was scarcity.
2: Yeah, it was it was fascinating,
1: and this this
3: points to the collective shift that we're experiencing as human beings, because the reality of this multiverse, or we'll, we'll speak of this particular universe that we live in, it's continually expanding. Do you actually think that there is a limit of resources? In a continually expanding universe. Hmm. <laughs> you, you can't even wrap your head around it. Like no. It's, it's just so unfathomable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the very idea that something, there's not enough of something when this that we live in is continually expanding is like incongruent. Yeah, it like doesn't it just, work. It just doesn't work.
2: Even the mere fact that, you know, okay, like I get there's problems out there, okay, so don't roast me on this. But we're we've... We've been told, okay, we grew up in a world where we're very lucky, and we are, to live in Canada where we have stuff, right? Because, you know, guys, there's not enough food in the world for people. Yeah, they throw shit out. Right? And then there was a point in my life, many, many years ago, when I was a kid, this is what I was, like, confused about, I thought to myself, like, and I'm not even kidding, I'm like, wait a minute, like, don't we grow food? Like, don't, how What? how does that work? Like, how is there not enough? enough Like, I don't understand how that works. And then you start understanding how the world really works, and profit, and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And you start to realize, oh, okay, that's all bullshit. Okay, there's just some people, for whatever reason, that are suppressed in these silos that don't have access to these resources. And I want to say one more thing about abundance, because Chris was bringing this up. What is abundance really? Because I'll, I'll, I'll tie money into it for a second, okay? Back in the early... The 1970s and prior to the 1970s, there was actually a lot less money in circulation on the planet. There was a lot less air quote resources going around, a lot less wealth. And what's interesting about it is that people had more money then, or at least they had less debt, way less debt. And what's interesting is the amount of money that's available now in the world and that's circulating is astronomically higher, astronomically higher than it's ever, ever, ever been. And the wealth gap is bigger than it's ever been. There's less people with more money than there's ever been. And there's more people with less money and more debt than there's ever been. So it's paradoxical. Uh, Right. They convinced us that having more money in circulation was good for us. But all it actually has done is drive up prices, drive up debt and drive down, drive up. Yeah. Drive up inflation and drive up poverty. So Matt has a follow up question.
1: Where does that position sustainability then? Assuming everything is abundant, does that even make sense for, an example, a large corporation to try and be more sustainable? I guess there's organizations in New York City that
0: are stopping recycling. So to me, abundance and scarcity is a perception. It's an idea, it's something that we created.
1: It, it is. It's so a, the
0: reality is yeah. abundance is the fact. Yeah. Abundance is the fact. How we operate scarcity is scarcity is the perception that we create mm. to drive something forward to yes. move people. Right. I remember listening to wealthy people talk about there's money everywhere. You just mm. have to go get it. And I'm like, mm. what the fuck does that even mean? I'm cool. broke. I keep talking to people about money and I'm still broke. So for me, uh, this is, I had a tremendous shift. Here's here's where it happened. My perception was I'm broke. I'm gonna be broke. There's no way that I'm ever gonna get beyond this. So everywhere I went, I showed up broke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I could dress up, I could put, I could wear Gucci and Prada, I could spend my paycheck on that bullshit to look like I have money. But when I talk to somebody with money, they know what money looks like, they know what money talks like, they know what money sounds like. So they know immediately, yeah, they know immediately this man is in scarcity. He's not in abundance like I am. I am in abundance. To so, to liken it. In, a, in um, If you're a guy who's got lots of girls, you have lots of options. When you try to approach a girl, you come across as a guy who's got lots of girls. And it doesn't. you're not trying to take something from that other girl. You're just there. What can I offer you? So in scarcity, you're like, what can I take? What can I take? What can I take? So here's where the shift happened for me. If I'm showing up everywhere broke, I ask myself, what would it feel like if I had a million dollars in my bank account right now? How would my body feel? How would I talk? How would I act? And so I started to imagine that, and in imagining this super, super power in just imagining something, you know, um, visualize to win. Mm-hmm. Shoot the basket, it goes in the basket. If you visualize that, your chances increase, right? This is a fact, we all know this. Mm-hmm. So I visualized what it was like, I just I imagined my bank account with a million dollars, and I just went,
1: oh. Oh, well, that feels good.
0: I'm fucking rich. Yep. And now when I show up in a meeting, I don't show up in that meeting like, please, I need your money. Please just pay me. I can do it. I'll do it. I'll t- just give me the money. <laughs>
2: right? So there is I show deep. up
0: in the meeting like, can I help you? No, nah, I'll leave. And they're like, no, please don't go. So I create scarcity for them because I'm the resource yeah. now. I'm the abundant resource that they need inside yeah, of their totally. thing. So that shift in how I show up is the difference between um, what abundance and, and scarcity is in the perception. So realizing that if a business is cutting things or doesn't feel like there's an abundance there, it's just because that business isn't listening, it's rigid. The people that are there are making bad decisions. That And that's the reality of it. The people running that company are making bad decisions and not presencing themselves to the abundance. Kodak, you know who Kodak is? Oh, very aware. Yeah. Still a company. They don't make Polaroid film anymore. I, I owned a, no, I think I still own a Kodak TV. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know they made TV. They moved, they, they, they shifted what they create as far cause they had the power, they had the money, tobacco, cigarette companies. Do you know where most of their money went? Vapes. <laughs> in, into vaping and into, and into marijuana and, cannabis, and into yeah. other, into other arenas. Okay. Record labels. Smart. When they realized they couldn't sell records anymore, where did they go? Do you know that the top three record labels own 17% of Spotify? That makes sense. That makes sense. So it's it's about
1: an adaptability to it. Yes, and and that's the abundance. And a a belief that that is Mm. available and that is where the time should be spent. Uh, And it's not... uh, So the limitations for what what the uh, majority might be experiencing, which is the scarcity or like this isn't working and know we, we've tried that, which they didn't try, by the way. They thought they tried it, but mm. they didn't actually put any effort into it. They thought it was a really good idea. They, uh, they're caught. They're caught in this, this way of thinking, and it prevents real innovation and, and true sustainability and, and that type of growth to, to arise. Like it, There's just no, no space available for it.
2: I actually remember the other day when we were talking, or the other one of these episodes, we were having a conversation about Yoda. We were talking about try. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know what's interesting? Because I have actually used that by I the way with somebody example. the other day. It, I said
1: it really, it's polarizing for people. I was talking
2: yeah. to somebody and she said, oh, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that. And I said, you know, I want to just, I want to, I want you to do me a favor. She goes, what's that? I said, is there something near you that you can just grab and pick up quick? She goes, yeah, a ball of socks. I said, cool. I want you to try and pick it up. She goes, okay. She said, yeah, I got it. I said, okay, but did you really try? Goes oh! <laughs> right away she got oh! I'm either picking it up or I'm not. I go exactly. So I actually just I think I just discovered in what you shared what trying actually is. Hmm. Trying is thinking yeah, and not doing. Totally. There's nothing wrong with right. thinking, by the way. Like thinking is a good it's, thing. But I'm saying oh we tried that, but really what trying is okay. We all got together, we had a conversation about it, we thought about it, and we decided not to do it. That's right. Okay, so you just didn't do it. That's right.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. it's like, really clean then at that point.
0: <laughs> that yeah. was so. Brilliant! The way that you painted that picture for her. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. Like, so I,
1: I hope that answers your question, Matt. And if it didn't, too bad. Because I, I feel good about it. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Matt, thank you. Matt, thank you for the no, question.
2: No, I no, I think it's awesome that I can. I know, Matt. That's, I, that's you, the only reason I could be wrong. Like that. I think Matt's just like he's 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 asking questions. And he's, interacting he's an inquiry and, machine. Yeah, he's an inquiry machine. I think it was uh, great. Matt,
1: that, Matt, what was your? um uh, he's got a YouTube channel and, and uh, some really uh, valuable content for for videographers and, and whatnot. So we're going to make sure that we plug your YouTube channel on on this episode. Um, and thank you. I think he's he's driving. He said he's going to follow up in a minute. Oh, that's now awesome. that said, we are at a minute uh, an hour fifteen on the wow, episode. Wow, that's Always crazy. Yep. So you know, I I would love to sit and jam probably all afternoon. No and, doubt, and that also doesn't work uh, in, in our lives and, and what's going on. And, and so we're gonna, we're gonna just start to wrap it up here. Uh, and the first thing that I want to say and, and just acknowledge is our, uh, our first, uh, what's the word that I want to use? They're, they're our first adopters
2: yeah yeah early adopters
1: or the early adopters to
2: joining us on the live to be willing
1: to to just step in and hell we had somebody from india that's pretty fucking cool yeah it's
2: crazy and some people made some comments regardless yeah there's there's been
1: engagement
0: on that driving the conversation uh, forward
1: yeah and uh and it's so fascinating remember what it was like about an hour ago do you remember (laughs) yep it's like, oh, so we're in a live stream and there's nobody here, guys.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're like, so we're in an empty arena. We're in an empty
1: <laughs> arena, and the arena got some people coming in, and they actually hung around, and uh, and that is, um, it, it's so awesome. And thank you for entertaining the the notion and the idea and um, and just playing the game. That is uh, expanding. We don't know how it's gonna go. We don't know what it's gonna be like. You're gonna you're gonna just um, test it out. Is this something that's worthwhile?
2: We hope you did. uh, We hope you did get some value out of it. So 10:30 Mountain Time every week. Matt said he really needed to hear that talk about abundance. Oh, that's dope, man! I couldn't turn this off. Thank you, thank
0: you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. You rock, brother. Yeah, he's a good. I I I don't know if this is worth anything to anybody, but I'm having all these moments, and they're just they're all coming together collectively. Every once in a while, you just I just realize like. I am doing the coolest shit ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of those moments where I'm just like, this was so cool. Thanks, Ling. just to be here and do this and be a part of this. And I want to just like breathe that, it in, yeah. drink it in and just enjoy this experience as much as I possibly can. And, and, and for anybody else that's doing anything in their lives, try your hardest do or do try, not Try. <laughs> do something that's going to make you have that realization and say to yourself, fuck this is cool yeah yeah <laughs> and i just want to say also david like
2: to your point earlier about like, going through the podcast journey that we've gone through and getting to the point that we've got to to finally be you know set up that now we're like okay we're just doing live stream like again that was part of the journey and maybe this was the thing that we were actually working toward the whole time because i don't know about you guys but this was a completely different experience for me i completely thought it was different. just so cool yeah. chatting with you guys and also having people chime in it just gives like a completely new life. and It, it almost like validates actually... the
0: conversations that we're having. Well, yeah, it awesome. uh, richens
1: the experience to a level we haven't experienced yet. So, yeah. and, and what we get to create moving forward. So, uh, Matt, I got questions for next Saturday. That's awesome. We'll see you then, brother. Yeah, we'll see yeah and, and on that note, it, this is going to be an ongoing occurrence. So, right now it's audio uh, it's working f- uh, for what we have available uh, technology-wise, and, and maybe by next week we'll have video uh, as a, uh, a medium as well that um, can contribute to the experience. And it'll be here 10.30 Saturday. We'll hope to see you there. Rock and roll. Have a great rest of your afternoon, and thanks
2: so much for playing with us. Wow, man. I think we did we did uh, say Mountain Time, right, at some point? Yeah. Through yes, the episode. Yeah. It's, it's on there. Yeah, that's cool. Man, that was wicked, dude. Yeah, that felt great. Different fucking ball game, man. That is an entirely
3: (laughs) different game. Yeah,
2: so cool. That's amazing. So cool. Yeah, it's like uh, it gives you an
1: opportunity.